This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. The Lord himself shall say well done to those who have done well. The Lord himself shall welcome those who have well served others. The Lord shall share his throne with those who have lost their throne for him. The Lord himself shall glorify those who have glorified him in this life. The Lord shall open heaven's gate for those who have opened their heart's gate. The Lord shall dine with those who have opened their hearts and dined with him. The Lord shall mention the names of those who have mentioned his name. 
and the Lord shall finally save those who through them others were saved. Written by Ebenezer Kwai. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to search you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to search yourself. And then... Ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Bell Dollar Bill. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Devotional Series. I am Sandra Ahia, and with me here is our own Pastor William Opondankwa. Global rebellion and the patriots is what we're looking at for the whole week's lesson study. And today's lesson is captioned, Abraham. And as we all know, Abraham was first called Abram, which is who is known for his faithfulness. His life experiences are more about God's faithfulness to him. Twice God has assured Abraham that he would have a son. He first told him when he was about 75 years old. Then about 10 years later, God told him again. Eventually, even after much stumbling in Abraham's path, the child of promise, the child of covenant was born and God's faithfulness to his sometimes wavering servant was revealed. Dear friend, this is a story that I believe we all have heard before. 
But then there are a lot of lessons that we ought to learn from this great lesson. And today we are looking at Abraham. Abraham, many a times when we mention of Abraham, we talked, a lot of people mention about him being faithful to God. But yes, so God was the one who was so faithful to Abraham. As I, as I rightly read, uh, God promised Abraham. He called him and he told him he should go to a place he will show him. Abraham obeyed it and God told Abraham that he will, he will bless him. A seed will come out of him. Out of it, he will bless the whole nation. He made this promise twice. Abraham waited for the promise. And as somebody we talked of being so faithful to God, as God told him to wait, later on, he asked his wife, Sarah, that uh, Sarah came to him, telling him that we, they've waited for the promise. It's not coming. Let them help God. In essence, they brought in Hagar. Abraham slept with with Hagar and they gave birth to Ishmael. So here you could see he was not that faithful to God in his dealing back. Still, God was still faithful to him. And at the, at the appropriate time, God gave him the promised son. That's Isaac. So you could see the faithfulness of God being manifested here. He was so faithful to him. He gave him that son called Isaac. Then later on, God called Abraham. And in Genesis chapter 22, and he told him to go into Mount Morah and offer his only son, that's, that's the promised son, Isaac, and offer him there for a burnt offering. It was a great task God called him to do. Go and sacrifice your only son you struggled in getting, a son you got at the age of 100. Go and offer him as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I'll tell thee. So Abraham had to be, but we should know this act of God testing or tempting Abraham. It was to impress on Abraham's mind with the reality of, God, of the gospel so that Abraham would have really understand the gospel, understood the gospel as God wanted to present it. The, the gospel being God giving his only begotten son, that good news, Jesus coming to die for us. God wanted to impress on the mind of Abraham so that he would really appreciate what God will come and do. And also it was to test the fear how faithful Abraham will be to him because Satan was accusing Abraham of not being faithful. As such, he did not deserve God's grace. And God wanted to portray that a servant, Abraham, uh, was loyal to him. So God took him to that test so that the unfallen was and, and uh, that these angels will get to know that, of course, God's servant was, is faithful as Satan, unlike what Satan was saying. So God took him through that test to go and kill his only begotten son. It was a test that really uh, caused Abraham much of, of, of a torture because for three days, Abraham had to make this journey. And three days thinking about it, killing my own son was the voice that of God. For three good days, he had to make this journey. So it was a great torture. And it was to really impress on him, as I rightly said. And also the unfallen beings about the love of God. What God wanted to do by giving his only begotten son to come and die for us. So this test was to benefit Abraham and his descendants. But mostly, it was also a case study. It was also a lesson book for the angels and the unfallen beings to really 
understand the great controversy, understand the love of God. God given his only begotten son to die and save mankind. So it was something God used with the case of Abraham. We get to know an angel of the Lord appeared and said he, he was not to touch that son or kill him. But with the case of God, the only begotten son of God, that's Jesus Christ, our savior, was nailed on the cross. He died to save us. And that's God wanted to impress on the mind of Abraham. That's why he took him through that test. Indeed, Abraham was faithful to God. Indeed, that was to prove what Jesus will go through and he went through as well. We should look at the aspect of divine. This is God. All power belongs to him. And that defeats that idea. Humanly speaking, as I said, it's very difficult. But one thing we can learn from Abraham and his faithfulness, he was so faithful to God with that task. One thing we should learn is we should listen to God. That's yes, God. We should go by that. And we should know there is a great controversy. This word, no matter what you do, you die. Or no matter what you do, you die. Sure. Death are with us. You can get an accident and you die. So here in the case that many people went through a lot for Jesus Christ. And that's what God wants from us. He wants us to surrender ourselves to him. That's what God wants from us. Look at what Jesus did. He was crucified knowing that he's, getting, he's given us eternal life. And that's what God is, gives us. So humanly speaking, you think it does not make sense. But with the aspect of divine, looking at what God has in place for us, it made sense. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving us a great insight of the lesson. Dear friend, we have really learned a lot that when Abraham did, he was faithful to God. For him to really understand Jesus Christ and do what he was being asked to do. And we could see that with his faith, Jesus Christ brought a substitute, and which was very kind of God. And I believe and I know that Jesus Christ will not allow him to kill his son, no matter what the situation might be. But then because of his faithfulness, the test that Jesus Christ put him through, he was able to complete it. And I know and believe that same thing applies to us. Whenever we go through temptations and trials, we shouldn't think that is the end of it. We should press forward. And that victory will always be ours. Abraham is what we're looking at. And I believe with what we just learned today, we will really have felt sad or how do we call it? We really also have to get this faith that Abraham had in Jesus Christ. He didn't know there was going to be a replacement, but then he did what Jesus Christ asked him to do. But with Jesus Christ, there was no replacement. He sacrificed his only son for the sins of you and I. I believe the lesson has indeed taught us a lot. So therefore, dear friends, we ought to have faith in Jesus Christ. That no matter what the situations we may find ourselves in, he will definitely take us out of it and settle it for us. May the good Lord continue to bless us now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us 
at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF 595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. Listener, welcome to the moment of truth. I'm your humble servant, Rubri Texan. This time I want to share with you the word of God, caption, His coming is right here. Let's pray. Father Divine, we thank you this time. We pray that we take absolute control over your word. Help us to feel it and guide us through Jesus Christ our Lord. The key test is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 4. And I take it that and Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceive you. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. John puts it this way from what he heard from Christ when he was ascending into heaven. The book of John, chapter 14, verse 1 to 3. That let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are Martians, if it were not so. 
I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also. The key text as quoted from Matthew chapter 24 verse 4, Take heed that no one deceive you comes as a result of when the disciples came to Jesus at Mount Olive as asked him, What is going to be a sign of your coming event? After Jesus had told them all this, for they were scared. They needed to know more. That he said to them, To pay heed, no one deceives them. The 27 says, Matthew chapter 24, 27 says, Jesus gives his disciples a clear picture of the show. In fact, if you read it, you get to know that for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also the coming of the Son of Man be. The event is going to be a literal event. As a matter of fact, not imagination. In the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 13, that looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, it will also be very personal. I will see his coming. You will see him for yourself and everybody for himself or herself. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 11, when Christ was ascending, let's hear what went on over there. That, men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. In fact, it's going to be a visible event and transparent, as Revelation chapter 1, verse 7 put it, that behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him, even they who pierce him. And all tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so. Amen. Please, Jesus Christ is just at the verge of coming. And what is going to be your fate? In fact, I like how the majesty of Christ is expressed in the book of Revelation chapter 1, 8. That I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Amen. The Mighty One is coming. The Governor of the universe is coming. And where will your faith be? Matthew 24 Verse 30 says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and glory and great. Not just coming, but coming with power. And not just glory, but great glory. And how can you stand that great day? 
If you are found before him wanting, how can you stand that great day? Let's find out what will happen to our dear ones who will be dead by then in Christ. I'm particular here, not just dying, but dying in Christ. For that is what Bible talks about. Let's see First Thessalonians chapter 4, 16 to 17. That for the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise up first. The 17 put it this way. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. So, my dear listener, this earth that we're living on, there's some accountability that awaits you and I. We should not just live our lives anyhow. Whatever that we're doing here, we're going to account before our Lord Jesus Christ. And all indication tells us that His soon coming is at hand. So when we go proceed to the verse 18 of the mighty 24, He said that, Therefore, comfort one another with these words. In fact, there's nothing better under this sun. Is it cars? Is it clothes? Is it food? What can we use to console ourselves? There's nothing here. We should aspire to all go to heaven. We have to apply wisdom in our doing. We should not do things anyhow. We should not talk anyhow. We should live as people who are being watched by the Lord Almighty. So that when the days are no more, and the Lord Almighty is in to gather his elects, because you and I listen to him, we will not be found wanting. We shall have a better place before him. If this is your prayer and this is my prayer, why don't we say amen and join together to pray. Father, we thank you this words that we've heard from you. We pray that may you let these words continue to motivate us and be our guide and prepare us for your soon coming. In the mighty name of Jesus, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or plus 233-244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. A-W-R, Ghana. Voice of I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>